Hello, I'm John Bates, and welcome to my podcast, Hope for Today, where I inspire to live with heavenly perspective and kingdom mindset. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Hope for Today. So glad that you chose to join me. I want to just share that God is doing great things in the world. We are coming out of the pandemic. I flew back from New Orleans this week without a mask on. So that was quite an accomplishment. I don't think I've ever seen that many smiles in an airport. So uh, we're advancing and moving forward. I want to uh, introduce you to a new book. It's called You Are What You Eat. I wrote this book on the fruit of the spirit. It just came out today and I'm going to gift it to my friend in just a moment. And it's on uh, the fruit of the spirit, uh, all the way from love to self-control. If you are lacking self-control, it's because you're missing one of the fruit before self-control. Self-control is the last fruit and I believe it's contagion. And that's what this book is about. You can get it on Amazon, what you are, what you eat. So check that out. Well, today I want to introduce uh, a special guest, a friend of mine for 37 years. I know you don't, you think, are you guys even 37 years old? Who, who are we kidding? Yes. yes. But I've known you, James Carnell, for 37 years. We went to university together in Texas, and now the Lord has put us back in the same city. So yes. uh, back in each other's lives. Uh, you worked at my father's church in Houston. We worked at a church together in Irving. So God keeps putting us together. And now here we are on Hope for Today. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. Man, it's an honor to be here. I am so excited. Uh, looking forward to this. This is um, uh, something that I've really, I've been watching the show for, right. for a while now. So I'm honored to be here. Thank well, you. Well, thank you, James. James uh, is multi-talented uh, from doing ministry to owning businesses with uh, his wife. So I want you to just tell us a little bit about you, James, and then we'll get into what God is showing you prophetically for the world today. All right. Thanks so much. Well, a little bit about myself. Um, I have been a pastor, business owner, uh, executive pastor. Um, I've done pretty much everything in the church including I was the leader over WM's, the, the women's, women's ministries. ministries. Wow. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that was a fun job because they have really good food at their meetings. So right. That was a fun job. But uh, just done about everything in the church. And uh, I traveled, evangelized, all those things, uh, youth pastor. Um, but right now we are we are working at a university here. And, and we're excited to be a part of this, working with this next generation training up young men and women to be spirit-empowered leaders for, for this next season. And so it's a joy to be back in Waxahachie. It is a joy to be with you guys yeah, and enjoy you. your ministry so much, John. Thank yeah, you. It's, it's a pleasure and getting to know your family. I've known you, getting to know your family, great family. So you are now working with the university, which was our alma mater, um, and God's advancing things there. You're a fundraiser, you're advancing the university because you have a heart for the next generation. Uh, there's a scripture that I want to uh, read today from Psalms 39, 7. And now, O oh Lord, for what do I wait? You know, it felt like in the pandemic, we were just, well, it didn't feel like it. We were on hold. Yes. I mean, we were waiting, 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 waiting for what we did not know. And uh, I was at uh, Dickie's Barbecue. We, we do a lot of barbecue here in Texas. Yesterday, they served my food on this uh, styrofoam plate that broke when they handed it to me. <laughs> so I said, when are we getting back to real dishes? And they said, probably never. So there's a lot wow. of things that shifted in the pandemic. 
um, that we thought, well, it's not going to get back to the way it was. And there's things in the kingdom of God that shifted that I'm glad we're not going back to. Exactly. Some non-essential things. And for this upcoming generation that you are with every day, what are you seeing? What are some of the trends? Because we're waiting. Here's what we're waiting for. My hope is in you. We're, those kids have been on hold. And as hard as it was for you and I mm -hmm. at our age, it was a nightmare for them. I have two young adult kids. They felt isolated, cut off, shut down. Like, will this ever be over? So let me ask you this. First of all, what are they like coming out of the pandemic? How has it affected them? I think a lot of the students are, they're excited to be moving forward. Uh -huh. and, and I think most of them, the sad thing is, is this was uh, key times in their life. Right. Uh, most of, yeah. Most of them did not get to graduate. A right. lot of them didn't right. from their high school. Nothing was the same. No proms, no graduation ceremonies. Uh, so many of those things have changed. And even in their first couple of years of school, maybe there was different things that happened and, and having to be careful. Um, so I think right now there is just, uh, we're done with it and we're ready mm -hmm. to move forward. Right. Uh, that type of attitude I'm seeing with the students. Yeah. But it's like a new frontier nearly. Exactly. Like, what are we moving into? What are we waiting for? You're uh, prophetic in nature. God shows you and your wife things. What uh, I'm really interesting. What are you seeing? What's God been speaking to you about the future? Well, it's really interesting, John. We were, um, pastoring in Estes Park, Colorado for 15 years. Poor you. I know. <laughs> that was, is a, one of the most beautiful places on the earth. It was tough. Yeah. But someone had to do it. Uh, I was excited to be there. We passed there. We planted the church. Uh, very difficult spiritually, though. Right, the, le sure. the level of, of warfare was so intense at times. And it it's was, a tourist mecca. It There's is. People in and out. A lot of turnover. Our church did a lot of growth and <laughs> ungrowth. Right, right. <laughs> we uh, we would just see people have young families in our church. Things were going great. And then everybody would just decide they couldn't handle the winners anymore. Right. They would move away. And so we saw a lot of that. But through that time, there was definitely a lot of fasting and praying, a lot of seeking the Lord. And our church was very prophetic. Um, we believe we lived in a, in a very key area in Estes Park spiritually. Matter of fact, the uh, goes back to in the Indians mm -hmm. would come to Estes Park. It was one of their spiritual high places. Okay. We did a lot of research, spiritual mapping of the area, found out that they would send their braves their young men, their young warriors would travel to Estes Park. There's a town there. Uh, excuse me. There's a mountain there in the town called Old Man Mountain, mm -hmm. and it has these little caves all over it. And these Indian braves would come and they would crawl in these caves and they would fast and pray until they received their oh, wow. spirit guides. Do you know what tribe they were? Um, I think it was the Ute Indians. Yeah, the Ute right. Indians were the ones that did that. And so it was really interesting. So when we got there, the Lord told us to rename the mountain. Mm. Uh, it's New Man Mountain and not Old Man Mountain. And at the same time, the Lord showed us that Estes Park was a really key pivotal area spiritually for the region. And as we begin to seek the Lord, there's a lot of things that happen, pro prophetic words that went on. But one of the key things, to going back to your question, that was uh, a prophecy that the Lord gave us that uh, it started with a dream that I had of three volcanoes that uh, exploded. And mm -hmm. it was I was sitting in my house. My house overlooks the Valley of Estes Park and the uh, the mountain range across the valley. I saw three volcanoes explode in, in unit, just one after the other in succession. And when I woke up, the Lord gave me the the interpretation. And he said, there's going to be three 
major events that are going to hit the world. Mm. And at the conclusion of these three major events, there's going to be a mighty outpouring of my spirit, and I'm going to send a revival. And here's what he said. It's not just going to be a revival. I think that term is probably incorrect. It's going to be an awakening. Oh, that's good. That's, that's the word that I heard. And at the conclusion of this last shaking, there is going to be an awakening that would be unprecedented. I saw the same type of awakening among the young people as was taking place in the Jesus movement back in the 60s and early 70s. This was it was it was just really mind boggling. One of the words that that came forth at that time was that the children of this generation are going to rebel against the rebellion of their moms and dads. Wow. Think about that. Yeah. So their gener their their moms and dads rebelled against God, turned away from God and have gone into immorality and all these kinds of things. But the word of the Lord came and said that this generation is going to rebel against the rebellion of their that. fathers wow. and turn back to me. And, and another thing that I heard um, as we were praying more into this, because, you know, what do we do? How do we prepare ourselves? And the Lord said to us, he said, this revival is not going to be man driven. It is going to be a God motivated, a God instigated revival to where nobody can take credit for it. it it is literally everybody's going to have to give their attention their devotion their honor to god in this movement and, and when, when you've talked to me about it, it says somewhat like the jesus jesus movement in the 60s and 70s correct uh, for people who don't know about that tell us a little bit about the jesus movement well one of the one of the cool things about it is that god began to just do this awakening um it was prophesied by various men and women of god throughout the uh, 40s, 50s, and 60s, that this thing was going to happen. And when it began to happen, it, these young people just begin to turn to God. That was in the, the free love movement, you know, the drugs and all of that that was happening in that time frame. But out of that, and in the midst of that time of immorality, uh, there began to be a God awakening that right. began to stir this generation. They be, A God consciousness mm -hmm. began to envelop them. And, and these these hippies for a better term were coming to christ in in droves and a lot of times the the uh the church just didn't accept them right and so there began to spring up these other movements where these people felt like they were welcome and and it was a really cool thing that right. happened and so do you see this being a global movement awakening? i do yeah no, i do too i do too i do too matter of fact uh, going back to before the pandemic um we came to back to colorado or from colorado to texas um it, it was it, just the lord was directing us for a better i don't know how better to say that we knew it was time to come back mm -hmm. to texas uh we were doing disaster relief efforts there after hurricane harvey in houston and during that time we found out my uh, family member was ill and we needed to come back and take care of my wife's mother right. and so we moved up to the dallas fort we're there to take care of that well lo and behold right after we moved up here the pandemic hit mm -hmm. everything shut down well before we moved up i had a i was at a speaking engagement of a couple that you may know we went to school with uh, tim ennis uh, of course in Houston, yeah, Texas. since i was like 10 years old yes yeah. and so uh i was speaking for their church and one of the young ladies uh excuse me young ladies uh one of the ladies in their church uh had a prophetic word over me as we were sitting at dinner and she said i see you sitting on a rocking chair 
and you're just rocking on a back porch. And mm -hmm. God says, this season is a time for you to sit still and to listen. Wow. And I did not realize it, but right after that, the pandemic hit. And that fits the scripture. Let me read it again. Yeah. Psalms 39, 7, because we think we might have wasted time. Mm -hmm. But and now, Lord, for what do I wait? My hope is in you. I mean, when when we're forced into these waiting times, we can only hope for better. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Like something's coming. out there. Yeah, yeah, something's coming. And so when the pandemic hit, we, I just said, well, Lord, what what's going on here? Um, so we just begin to fast and we begin to pray. We begin to hear, uh, you know, Lord, what are you doing? And we felt like that out of this pandemic, this was one of the volcanoes that right. I saw that we were about to see this great awakening. So it hope began to just re, right. re, uh, re, be rekindled in us. And we're like, OK, something's about to happen when we prayed about the next step uh, as we were coming off this time of rest. Uh, that's when the university called and and had a confirmation of the Lord that we're going to be part of impacting this next generation I love that. Uh, of, of leaders right. that are going to go out and, and change this world and pastor this revival. Well, I love to uh, quiz prophetic people um, because prophecy leads us into the reality and God does nothing without first telling and revealing to prophets what he's going to do. He kind of kept the uh, pandemic hush hush, didn't he? That is that's <laughs> correct. It's kind of like a surprise. Yes. So that just came, kind of came out of left field. But you said the Lord showed you three volcanoes mm -hmm. and you feel the pandemic is the first. Do you have any inclination as the Lord revealed to you at all what these other two volcanoes could represent? So. In, in all honesty, it's written down and I can share that with you later. Uh, but what I felt when I received this prophecy initially was that one was going to be some type of uh, pestilence. One was going to be a, a financial mm -hmm. crisis that was going to hit. And the other was going to be some type of a terrorist type of situation or war right. that was going to affect. Yeah, And that, that's in line with exactly what the Lord has been showing me, that this fear Fear would grip us through, which really was the pandemic. Then mm -hmm. the next would be a uh, financial fallout. And the last, I didn't see exactly how it happened, but it was communication disruption where everything was mm -hmm. shut down, which could easily be terrorism, war, something to that effect. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I would like to say it wouldn't take all three of them if people would just turn to God. Exactly. You know, it, it can... It can change the course of history mm -hmm. and change the course of the future because God, uh, according to Jeremiah 29, 11, only has good plans for us. Exactly. But he will allow negative things to come into his world to get our attention. Mm -hmm. And uh, pandemic got our attention. Got our attention. How much of our attention did it get? Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> we are seeing now. I, I do sense there is a renewed hunger in people, though, uh, to connect with God in a new way. Mm -hmm. um, it seems that churches now are less religious mm -hmm. than they were because we had to let go of religion during the pandemic. You can't be real religious on a Zoom call. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's kind of difficult. <laughs> you know, so the form and function of religion was kind of lost on us. And especially when you're captivated by fear of maybe dying of a pandemic that's not known about, you really hope for God's intervention. Yes. So, he really got our attention there. And uh, I'm hoping that these other two tragic events don't have to occur, that we will humble ourselves before God. Yes. And the people who need to humble are the people of God. 
mm-hmm. on behalf. And we, we may want to say, well, our government needs to, to humble itself. You may be in Bangladesh and say, my, my government gets on their face before God. You may be in the Maldive Islands and say, if everybody on these islands, no, it's the church. Yes. Yeah, if, if the church, my people. if my people are called by my name, if we, the church, will humble ourselves before God and seek this fresh renewal, awakening of the Holy Spirit, then I, I think these other cataclysmic events are unnecessary. Exactly. It, it goes back to, you know, I think that it's been stern in my heart is, is that God's people would, would be awakened to a God sensitivity like never before and a desire to to please him and to bring about his kingdom come his will be done on earth as it is in heaven and that we would be engaged with the hurting with the broken with the people of this world to show them the the true nature of who jesus is right. in this hour right and, and to me i'm i'm so excited about seeing that uh manifest oh i am too uh it will only bring more and more people into the kingdom of god um, the world is not looking for more form, form and function or religion. They're looking for supernatural, yes. you know, something that they can't do on their own, something that is beyond their realm of understanding, uh, something that cannot be explained. Swan witchcraft is growing right now. Yes. Yeah. So this is prime time for God's church to rise up and really put the word of God into action. So we're going to do that right now. I didn't, I didn't spring this. I'm springing this on James right now because James flows with the spirit. And according to uh, the Bible, we're supposed to be instant in season and out. So as we're sitting here and as you were talking, my left thumb really began to ache and throb. So I'm speaking right now to someone listening that has arthritis or bursitis, something with your left thumb. I want you to put your hand on it right now. Begin to pray with me. God is going to heal it. And whatever the Lord shows you in a moment, we're going to pray about that. It may be an emotional need, a financial, whatever. But I know for right now, someone with uh, throbbing in your left thumb, some aching there when you move it. So, Father, I just pray that you would take pain away, that you would take arthritis, bursitis, joint issues away out of the left thumb God, that you would heal as they place their hand, their right hand on this left thumb, that you would completely heal this joint. Swelling would go down, pain would go away, and they would testify that you are Jesus, the healer. So I thank you for your healing power and your healing touch in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What are you hearing from the Lord, James? Well, it's so funny. You you just did something that the Lord has given me over the years is that um, when I have a burden to pray for things, usually something begins to my finger, my right. knee right. along those lines. And I have been dealing with deafness per se, but fluid in right. my ears. And, and it's at the same time, the Lord has been bringing me to scripture over and over again about he that has an ear living so here, hear. <laughs> what the spirit is saying to the church in this hour. And I, and I keep just over and over, I just hear the Lord saying that over and over. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. And so I, I'm just praying right now, not only for physical deafness, but I believe there are people out there right now, you've been struggling and then maybe it's a new thing, but God is going to bring healing right. to your ears and they're going to open. Right now you may think that you feel muffled, something is happening, you're not, you're not sure why, but God's going to bring healing physically to your ears, but also there is going to be an increase in sensitivity to hearing the voice of the spirit. 
you're going to hear the Holy Spirit speak to you in ways that you've never heard. And there's going to be things that are going to be so clear as he begins to speak. It's just going to blow you away how mm -hmm. these things are going to begin to happen. So I want to pray for oh, the spiritual please, deafness great. right now. So, Father, I just come to you in the name of Jesus. And I thank mm -hmm. you, Lord, that you hear when we ask and, and that you are attentive to our cries. And we ask right now in the mighty name of Jesus for healing for yes. ears right now, for deafness to, to be gone in Jesus' name. Whatever is causing that right now, whether it's fluid in the ears or whatever, maybe uh, it's been loud noises over a period of time that has caused this deafness, mm -hmm. I pray in the name of Jesus that that will be healed right now in Jesus' name, that the deafness will go. Some of you, you're deaf to specific tone or specific right. frequencies. And God says those frequencies that that's going to be restored. You're going to hearing is going to be restored. And also I pray right now for a sensitivity to the spirit of God more than ever before in your life. I pray those, um, those moments in the middle of the night, those three o'clock uh, AM moments where God awakens you and you're hearing the, the word of the Lord as it comes to you. And there's going to be times when he's showing you things uh, how to pray for people or things to do. And God is going to awaken that sensitivity in you uh, greater than ever before. Oh, that's fantastic. You know, James, this uh, week I was in New Orleans and I was uh, at a board meeting for the Assemblies of God Trust Fund and our superintendent and all the leadership, Doug Clay, was there leading. There's a book that I co-wrote about eight years ago entitled Clear the Stage. And it talked about uh, making room for God in our church services because um, secret sensitivity instead of God's sensitivity mm -hmm. 10 years ago was the norm. So he shared that how secret sensitivity got shut down in the pandemic. Mm -hmm. That it's hard to be secret sensitive online when people don't care about that. They mm -hmm. don't care about perfection. They don't care about presentation. Give me a, a fresh word because I'm afraid right now. Yes. I don't know what the future holds. So he said that all got thrown out the window. He said, so now across the board in the Assemblies of God, but he's seeing it in other denominations and movements here in the United States, but around the world as he talks to world religious leaders that in church services, in church gatherings, religious gatherings, there is much more time given now to Holy Spirit. Yeah, awesome. They're just pausing. And again, uh, Psalm 39, 7, now, Lord, for what do I wait? Well, I remember growing up in church. If it got quiet, everybody got nervous. Yes. Like, what do we do now? <laughs> what, did, are, are we missing something? Yes. And I think it's good sometimes just to get quiet before the Lord in a yeah. church setting and allow Holy Spirit to move in and speak through someone or speak silently to people and just give direction. Yes. So what we just did right now was gave time to the Holy Spirit. You know, we, we could have filled those three minutes up with us talking some more about our lives and ministries, but what you just experienced was a supernatural move of Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit in action, which the ones we just used right there or were used in and flowed in was a word of knowledge into a word of wisdom, uh, the word of knowledge about the thumb, the word of knowledge about the ear. But then James went into a word of wisdom that shared that you were going to hear God more. So that's the future word of knowledge is from 
the past up till right now. A word of wisdom is from now into the future. So you just experienced words of knowledge and words of wisdom. That, those are things that God wants for his church. That's part of what we're waiting for. I believe that's part of what the pandemic was about, slowing us all down, listening to the Holy Spirit. So what is it that we wait for? My hope is in you, that our hope is in God and that he has the next great awakening planned for us and we need to step into it. Amen. And so thank you, James, for speaking into the next generation. Thank you for sharing your prophetic vision of what's coming. And just as Lord's given me a prophetic vision that is in line with that, you're believing with me that we won't have to go through financial exactly. fallout or terroristic attack to really get us to the place that we can hear God, that we would start now Yes, and just say, that's unnecessary, God. Uh, remove those things, remove that pestilence so that we can move more closely to your glorious awakening. So James, thank you for sharing. Thank you, John. And thank you for being a lifelong friend, yes. 37 years. Yes. Yeah, that's special. And John, you were what, three when we met and I was 15. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were kind of giving our age away. I'm 57 and you're 56. Yes. So that yes. that's who we are. Well, thank you for joining us today on Hope for Today. I want to say again, you can get my new book, You Are What You're, You Eat on the Fruit of the Spirit. It's Fruit for Your Soul. Get it on Amazon. I think it'll be a good, it's a good group study. It has eight chapters because there are eight Fruit of the Spirit and it takes you from love to self-control. Don't get hung up on patience. You, you can have patience. It's a good fruit as well. But I'm praying and believing that this will be a fantastic week for you and that you yourself, as James has talked to us in your waiting, are moving closer to more dynamic moves of the Spirit in your personal life. Go for it and God bless. Thanks for listening to Hope for Today with John Bates. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. You can subscribe and share these episodes wherever you listen. You can connect with John through Facebook, Instagram, and at johnbatesministries.com. Have a blessed day.